Hello and welcome to the latest This is the Music Meets podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by Hamilton singer-songwriter Paddy Mack, who is set to release his excellent second single, Nobody's Fall, on April the 1st. Paddy, thanks very much for coming on, mate. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Uh, thank you for inviting me. I'm very pleased to be here and I'm doing really good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Um, great to have you on. Really looking forward to uh, to the podcast tonight. So um, obviously, as we said there, um, obviously you've got a new single coming out um, just about a week away or less than that now, actually. Um, but as you know, we here at This Is The Music, uh, we like to try and shine um, a bit of a light on new bands and, and artists, obviously, like yourself. Um, so is there anyone in particular that sort of caught your eye in the last, you know, six to sort of 12 months type of thing? Uh, well, yeah, there's been there's been a, a load of bands. Um, I think the music industry is uh, really kicking right now as a result of lockdown. So it's great to see all these new acts coming through. And the ones that I've been a big fan of uh, would certainly be Lockin, who I like, owe a lot of thanks to for being where I am today, being able to re- release music. Like They've been a, a huge part of that. So I would definitely advise listening to the new music. I think they're absolutely brilliant. And there's a new band... Uh, up here in Scotland uh, called Esquire who I'm a big fan of as well and they're doing uh, a great job right now as well they're playing loads of gigs and getting their music out there on Spotify and stuff so yeah they're definitely two bands that I would be one to keep an eye on definitely um, agree two great bands and uh, especially Lockin um, massive massive fan of them and uh, they're they're a great set of lads as well so um, all, all good in my eyes so um, what's, what's your musical background then? I mean, when when did you like first pick up a guitar? Um, and can you remember um, maybe like the first song that you learned to play? Yeah, well, my sort of um, musical life sort of spawned from family parties. Uh, like I come from quite a musical family. Like there's been a long history of um, musicians on my mum's side of the family. Like oh, my, okay. yeah. my, my great granddad used to play uh, like in a jazz band in like ballrooms in Glasgow, like in the Barrowlands and stuff like that. Wow! Uh, and he had uh, he's he he obviously has got all my granddad and all my great uncles. They all play the guitar and sing and stuff like that. So whenever it was family parties and you know big get-togethers, guitars would always be out and people would always be singing along and everyone always just looked so you know happy and just yeah. it looked as if they're on their element. And I just really wanted a bit of that. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. And I think I decided to learn, it was a Proclaimer song. I'm pretty sure it was 500 Miles. Okay, yeah, great song. <laughs> yeah, uh, typical Scottish song. And yeah, it was it, that, that that song will always hold a, a special place because of that. Yeah, mate, like, great, great, great song. And I'm loving the... Um... Like the background story, there obviously is quite nice to hear, quite refreshing as well. That you've obviously been surrounded by music, by the sounds of it, for, sort of, you know, from a from a very very young age. Yeah, yeah, so, I have. Yeah, okay. So sorry there. So obviously the new single, um, nobody's full is due for release on the first of April. Um, I've been very very fortunate enough to um, to hear it already, and it is a fantastic tune. Um, so can you tell the listeners um, sort of about the inspiration behind the song? Uh, yeah, um, it, originally the whole idea, well, the, it started off with uh, the music of the song and I, I think I was listening to the Pixies and uh, 
I, 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 after listening to that song, I wanted to write a riff that sounded like um, "Where's Where's My Mind." I wanted Mark to write that, and ended up uh, writing uh, this kind of this that what turned out to be the chorus. Uh, so I had that wee kind of riff in my sort of uh, bank, uh, and I was just kind of dying to use it because I thought it was, I thought it was quite catchy and I quite liked it. Uh, and then I was uh, I can't remember where I was. I was listening to an interview or something like that. And I heard somebody call Andy Murray, who's like the tennis player, a, a yeah. casual feminine. Yeah. And I just thought that was such a wee poetic uh, description. And I was, I, so I just jotted it right down in my wee lyric book. And I, I just really, I, I was, I've just been dying to use that lyric. And I thought, why don't we just write a song? So I ended up writing a song with that line and that uh, riff. And it just kind of turned into this whole thing and gave me hundreds of experiences recording and, you know, uh, in the studio and stuff like that and playing playing at like, uh, pubs and things like that as well so yeah sure so so how you've um how you've written um nobody's fall is that kind of how you how you approach songs like normally like in terms of you you get a riff type thing or do the words come first how does it or is it uh, just, well, just sort of dependent uh i don't know i normally have a a, a sort of rhythm where i kind of uh, I, I go about kind of like listening to people's conversations and listening to the telly, stuff like that. And I just kind of write down wee lines that I think would make good song lyrics. So I've normally, I've got like this book full of hundreds and hundreds of song lyrics. Uh, and then some nights, like a couple of nights a week, I'll just kind of jam out on my guitar yeah. and see if I can get anything. And sometimes I might strike gold and I just, I have, I have this riff and these lines to use and I just kind of bring them together and see where it goes. Fantastic stuff. So obviously, as we said there, nobody's thought was going to be your second second release off the after last year's um, song Teenage Week. So how would you describe that particular song and sort of like maybe the meaning um, of the song to maybe to someone that, that hasn't heard your music yet? Nobody's Fool or Teenage Week? Uh, teenage Week. That, that song, uh, I like to think of it as... Uh, sort of song to describe the, the 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 part of like a, your teenage life where things can just go from like brilliant to rubbish in like like the blink of an eye like so fast <laughs> and I and I, and I thought that that would make for a great song so I that's that's kind of how I, that's that's kind of how it was that's how I'd describe it it's kind of like um guitar music kind of indie stuff inspired by you know all that kind of stuff inspired by like the Beatles and Oasis all that kind of yeah. you can you can get that shining through in it um but yeah it's kind of just guitar indie stuff and uh yeah that's kind of how I'd that's how I'd describe it really fantastic it's a uh, it's a it's a fantastic song and this is, this is probably quite a difficult one for you to answer really um but out of the two that you've released what what would you say is your sort of your personal favorite or have you not well, got one or is it up for other people to decide I don't know. Of course, it's up for other people to decide. Um, but I would like to think that I'm improving as as I keep playing and writing and performing. So I'm going to hope that nobody feels better. I'm going to say it is because I, 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 I like the idea of that I'm just getting better and better at my songwriting. So I'm going to say nobody feels better because of that. But yeah, sure. I, I, I'm always looking to improve. And so I, 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 if it, I don't know. It's really up for, for the listeners to decide but I'd, I'd probably say nobody's fool in my opinion probably if i if i had to answer that's probably what i'd say great choice great choice so obviously um 
for, for, for many people, um, obviously playing live gigs was obviously put on hold obviously due to the um, to the COVID pandemic. And, and hopefully now we're, we're over the worst of it now and, and getting back to some sort of normality. But obviously before before that all came came about, you obviously managed to play at some um, really iconic venues, didn't you, in Glasgow, such as the Grand, uh, the, the Klufa. I, ho- I hope I pronounced that right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and King Tut's as well. So... Was there was there a show in particular that, that really stood out for you, um, and what were the and what was the experience like at playing um, at each of them venues? Well, I, I mean, I've been obviously I've been playing gigs uh, since like quite young, since I was about twelve, I think. I lived, like just before I went to high school, yeah. I've been playing gigs there. I think the one that stuck out the most was my first ever time playing King Tut's. That was proper magic. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and it was, see, because it was King Touch, I could kind of feel this sort of, I knew of its history and stuff like that, and there was just something about the place that was just sort of special. So playing it, I definitely, I felt that when I was playing it, and it was just, a, it was a pretty magic night, and I had all my family there and friends there, and then there was hundreds of people who I didn't even know, uh, and they were, everyone was also supportive, and yeah, I just really enjoyed playing it. And I was, I was like uh, quite young at the time, but obviously because it was before lockdown, so I think that kind of inspired me to want to keep playing and keep writing. So that was probably quite a, a big uh, night looking back on things. Uh, the experience playing uh, Clutha and the Grand and stuff like that were totally magic as well. Um, I played my first ever gig at the Clutha. So that'll always have a wee uh, special place. Um, and the Classic Grand I played as well. And they were both... It's, just, it's a great feeling. No matter where I'm playing, I'm always enjoying it. It's, it's always a great feeling playing live, but... Uh, playing King Touch is a kind of the pinnacle, definitely the the top of the chart for me, anyway. Yeah, obviously you mentioned there, obviously the history with um with King Tut's, and I'm guessing as well that probably adds to um uh sort of like the sort of the expectation, I guess, for playing there, especially for you know for Scottish bands and and, and solo artists like yourself. Yeah, it certainly does. Like I go to see bands that I like at King Tut's and stuff like that, so to actually play it is 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 pretty cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, absolutely. There's there's a few um a uh, few venues that, that are like that in um sort of like London that, that a lot of people aspire to, you know, like uh, Brixton Academy and, and stuff. That's sort of like the the pinnacle to get onto the you know the next step in, in terms you know before heading out to um to arenas and stuff like that. So so before you sort of got playing to them gigs, have you done like street busking or anything like that at all, or I'm is not- it sort of just straight in straight in at, at the venues and and not, and not messing about? No, I haven't actually tried busking on the street. Something that I'd actually quite like to do. I think I'd be quite experienced. Like I like like walking a, when I'm in Glasgow and that with my friends, and I, I'm always listening to buskers because I think it's uh, it's great. You just about hear live music wherever you go. Um, but I did get a lot of practice playing live at at the family parties that I previously mentioned. Yeah, like they were. Yeah. They were I mean, they were, I knew everyone there, but they were busy enough. You know what I mean? So it was it was quite a good experience uh, to get playing there. I think that probably taught me bits and bobs. And I can also I can always play like my dad and my brother and my mum and they'll always they'll always listen if I if I want them to so I can get feedback and stuff like that so yeah that's that's probably where I sort of originally learned the the tricks of the trade. Fantastic. So um, just staying on um, live gigs, um, but more about what you um, your experience is going as a punter. So can you remember maybe like the first gig? Um, that you attended and, and and where it was and 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 who and who it was. Yeah. Um. Obviously. Uh. Before uh, there wasn't any gigs through lockdown and before lockdown started, I was like 
12 or something like that, like, like so young. So I didn't actually get to any gigs until after lockdown. And the first one I remember uh, was brilliant. I remember going to see Fontaine's DC at SWGC. Yeah. Uh, and Fontaine's DC are like an absolutely brilliant band. They are probably one of the best in the scene right now. Um, and live they are so much better as well. Like I had, I've got like both their records on vinyl. Mm-hmm. You know, I can now say I've seen them. So they are, they are definitely heroes of mine. And them live was absolutely brilliant. My big cousin took me to see them. And yeah, it was a proper special night. They were really good. Really enjoyed that night. Fantastic. And and and, and uh, sorry, you said that was a S, uh, S, uh, sorry, SG3, SWG. SWG3. So it's, 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 quite, it's like quite a big venue, but see for the size of the band that they are. That was, I was quite surprised that they were playing a venue like that size because they're like, they're, no, they're a flipping huge band now. Yeah. So for them, it'd be, it was, I think, I don't know how many is in the, in the place, like 400 or something like that, but I was pretty, um, maybe less, like 200 or something. So I, I mean, I, I felt, because the gig was scheduled for um, way before and I kept getting put back and put back. And then when they played it, you know, they were, they were a big, huge deal at that point. So it was, it was a great experience to see them in that kind of intimate environment as well. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I must admit, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, um, the small venues. I think um, you find out quite yeah. a lot about the, about the bands and, and when they're in that, sort of smaller environment so if you were picking three albums um that you could listen to on repeat forever what would you choose that's a, a hard question but to be fair i would love to be asked that and on desert island discs that's like one of my dreams to be on desert yeah island discs yeah well. there you go this is this is the pre the pre-record for, for that show <laughs> no, I, feel, I feel as if i'm there i feel as if i'm there um, I think I put, obviously I, I think of it that quite a lot because of that show, and I think I'd probably say if I I don't know if I had to I think I'd probably go with the Queen is Dead by the Smiths because that's that's one of the albums that's like one of my favourite personal albums, and I really like the Pogues as well. I'd probably take Rumsfeld in the Lash by the Pogues and probably Talking Book by Stevie Wonder. They're like three albums. They are probably my favourite three albums. I'm gonna say. And they bring, back, they bring back so many memories and I just love listening to them as well. Like, they're great to listen to and, you know, they spark so many um, great memories in me. So it's a win-win. Definitely probably the three, I'd say. Absolutely. And that's one, one you just picking up there, what you said about the memories. I think that's one of the most important things about um, about music um, and, and, and probably actually one of the things you said earlier about um, Teenage Week, um, that obviously it does evoke um, memories of, you know, being in a particular time or... A situation and uh, I, I and being an old an old fuddy <laughs> I can just about remember my teenage years so <laughs> thanks for bringing that one back for us on that one so um if you were to say um like sort of art I mean maybe you kind of answered this maybe a little bit in the last question but would you say that the, the, the bands and the artists there that you've just mentioned are they the ones that perhaps have had like the most influence on on you in terms of your um your songwriting or is or is there other 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 people mm. well i mean they certainly were because i think like what, what, I, what i tend to like whatever i'm listening to it tends to have an influence on like how what i'm writing and how i'm writing and stuff like that but i'd love to be able to write like stevie wonder and stuff like that but that would take a lot of work <laughs> um the people that probably influenced me the most um lyrically I like um, John Cooper Clark, the poet. He's probably one of my, he probably, he's definitely my favourite poet and he's probably one of my favourite lyricists. Um, and musically, like, I love Johnny Marr on the guitar. His guitar yeah. stuff's brilliant. So the Smiths, generally, probably a 
pretty big influence, probably the biggest influence on me. But, um, you know, I'm really into my, like, soul, American soul, like uh, Sam and Dave and all that. I'm oh, really yeah. into, yeah, OJs and all that. That's, that's, that's stuff that I really like to listen to. So, you know, I, I've got influences flying in from all over the place. So yeah. I don't know what my, my, my biggest influence is probably Smiths, only because I've been around, I've been listening to them since I was, like, any age. But recently, you know, in it's my own music, I'm listening to, like, soul and reggae and, you know, a bit of guitar and the music as well. So, you know, all that kind of stuff combined is, yeah, what, I'll, what I'm releasing on Spotify, etc. Yeah, fantastic. I like, so, I so. <laughs> <laughs> hope so. Brilliant. So if you had a, um, if you had a musical time machine, what era of music would you like to be transported back to? I don't, oh, I don't, oh man, that's a tough one. There's, I mean, I think uh, when you look at it, like, I, I mean, every, uh, all, like the 70s, the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s all sound pure like dreamland when you look at them. But I think I'd love to see, there's a few bands I'd love to see live. Like I'd love to, I'd, there's a few things I'd like to do. I'd like to go to the Hacienda, like when it was kicking with Happy Mondays and all that. That would be yeah. pretty cool. Um, but I'd probably go back to the 80s, I'm going to say. Because I'd like to see um, the Smiths live, and I think the eighties would. I think like the fashion in the eighties and stuff like that would be great as well. Yeah, I mean, there's some great released in the eighties, and even that like eighties pop scene and stuff like that. Like, say like Tears for Fears and stuff like that. It's like different genre, but they are like brilliant as well. So there was just so much quality stuff kicking about in the the eighties, which I'd quite like to experience. Yeah, definitely. I think it's um, it probably is sometimes an era that. That almost maybe gets a little bit forgotten about maybe at, at, at times in with, with in certain aspects um of you know but i think actually it's it's probably <coughs> a bit, bit more recognition maybe than what it actually gets so if you were um if you were putting on a musical festival um which five bands would you look to be adding uh, to your bill five bands oh my god uh that's a good question, and I would definitely like to sort out a festival with any five bands. That'd be a, that'd be a great laugh. <laughs> I'd probably, I'd probably um, go for. I'd like to have Stevie Wonder there. I'd like to have uh, the Pogues there. I would like to. I'd like to have. Um, I'm gonna say Bob Marley. I think he, I think he'd be the, great to have there. Um. I'd have, oh, I don't know, probably, I guess say maybe like the Arctic Monkeys or something like that, maybe yeah. someone like that, some of the Arctic Monkeys probably, and then I'd probably get the Smiths to headline, but I'd need to make sure the all members had separate dressing rooms because I don't want to be splitting up fights, so I'm going to, I'd go with the Smiths as long as we can have four dressing rooms for the headline. Right, that's what I'll say. <laughs> Make sure they don't fall out before they get on stage. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely get on stage that I could imagine. So I'll just keep them safe until they get on there. Yeah, definitely. So if you um if you maybe you've you've maybe got a good idea of this from the from the last answer, but if you could um open a gig for any band, who would you choose? That's a tough one. Um I think uh I don't know. I'd 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 quite like to um play at the Barrowlands. So I'm gonna say that I'd quite like to open for I'm gonna say, oh I don't know. I'd probably go I'd quite like to open for Sam and Dave at the Barrowlands. That's what I'm gonna say. That'd be a brilliant, brilliant uh, 
night. I'd, I'd really enjoy it. I'd really definitely enjoy that. I'd, I'd, that'd probably be my ideal opening. And uh, again, we mentioned uh, a couple of, of, of venues already that, that, are, that are obviously very, very iconic in, in, in Glasgow. And obviously Barrowlands is another one that's, um, that's well, probably the top of the tree, I guess. I don't, I, I'm assuming for, for around for, for Scottish musicians like yourself. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Barrowlands is probably like my dream venue to play. I think that would be amazing. I've been there a couple of times. I've been there twice. And it's definitely by far the best, the best place I've ever been to watch a gig. Like it was, it was, it was absolutely class when I went to. And I went to see Inhaler there, and it was brilliant. Um, the Barrowlands is probably my favourite uh, venue to go see uh, bands in. So I'd love to play there. That would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard quite a lot of um, a good lot of stories uh, about that venue, and I hope one day that, well, you know. You never know. Maybe I'll get to see you up there. That be would be, would be okay. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll we'll go. We'll we'll get we'll get it organised. So if you could um if you could collaborate with any musician um either dead or alive um who would you choose if obviously that was possible? So. <laughs> I'd probably, I'd probably. I, I mean, I, I I've I've asked this question to myself before, and I think I'd go with Johnny Marr. I think as melodies on the guitar and his style and his look and I think he's just his total vibe he's just he's just he just seems like an awesome guy and I'd love to spend a day in the studio with him writing and jamming and stuff like that that'd be that, 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 that's probably the the person I'd wanted to uh, want to collab with if I could I thank great choice and uh, agree agree with everything there that you've you said about him from the playing and, and how he looks and, and everything like that and uh, as I say Great, great choice. So here's um here's some quick fire questions for you now. Um, oh. what is your favorite crisp flavor? Uh I'm gonna say salt and vinegar. Great choice. What's your uh, what's your favorite chocolate bar? Uh dairy milk out of the fridge. Oh how the fr- oh, wow. <laughs> and what about your favorite TV series? Uh well, my dad forces me to watch a lot of absolute rubbish all the time. So I'm trying. Uh, it, the best so far has been The Sopranos. I'm trying to enjoy that right now. I'm gonna say The Sopranos for that reason. But I do spend I do spend most of my TV watching days, uh, wasting my time watching rubbish TV with my dad. So, <laughs> <laughs> but The, the Sopranos was all right. I'll give him that. That was pretty good. So that, that that was that's probably the best one he showed me. Sure and um. Sort of as well. How do you um, how do you like listen to your music? You've you sort of mentioned you've got a couple of um, albums on vinyl. Is it is it purely vinyl for you, or is it you know sort of through the streaming and and, and download platforms now? Yeah, well, I was always actually a bit um, cautious to start collecting vinyl because I knew as soon as I started, I would have just like I was that would have been me gone, and I would have wasted thousands of pounds on vinyls. But I love doing that. You know, I mean, that's like it's it's, it's great. I love buying vinyl. Um, I listen to my music on vinyl and on like Spotify <coughs> mainly uh, but I like l- listening to vinyl is so much cooler and it's so much better for the artists as well because they're getting paid um, and stuff like that uh, so yeah I-, I prefer vinyl but I listen to it on Spotify and I listen to music on vinyl as well yeah definitely it's got it has obviously got its um its advantages with with the Spotify and and, and, and on the other platforms that are out there but yeah I, I, I prefer the the physical physical copy and uh and, and like you said they're guilty as charged in terms of uh spending 
a lot of money on uh, on vinyl. <laughs> so I, know. I know how you're feeling. Just go for it. Yeah. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. So what um what are your plans now? Then um obviously we got we got the new single coming out. Um what what can we expect from from Paddy Mac uh for the rest of for the rest of 2022? Well, I'm hoping to play a lot more gigs and you know do um hopefully maybe even release more music stuff like that. Uh, um, also probably I'll be all, I'll be all over social media, you know, doing doing my covers and stuff like that. But yeah, hopefully exciting, maybe even release more music stuff like that. Is what I'm hoping to see for the rest of the year anyway. Yeah, sure. And do you think that would be more sort of like? A single release, or do you think maybe there might be a plan, maybe for like an EP, or, or are you just gonna sort well, of keep it just as the one-off releases at the moment? Well, I'm um, obviously the dream would be to release an album. That's really yeah. what I'm gonna be working towards my whole um my my whole career uh, up to that point. Uh, I'm not sure what will come in the future. I just really it just depending on how things go and you know, how much I'm writing and stuff like that. But I would love to release an album in the future. Great stuff. And uh, I, for one, will definitely be looking forward to um, to that day when it comes. And hopefully that'll be in the very, very near, very, very near future. So unfortunately, that is the end of the podcast. Um, Paddy, thanks very much for coming on to today's uh, This Is The Music Meets podcast. Um, I've had an absolute blast and I hope that you have um, as well. Um, just before you go, uh, can you let the listeners know where they can find you on, on your social media platforms? Yeah, uh, on Instagram, it's Paddy Mac Official and on Twitter, it's Paddy Mac Music and on Facebook, you should just be able to search up Paddy Mac and it'll come up. And also on Spotify as well, you can follow there if you, if you really like it. Brilliant. I will uh, make sure that them uh, them links uh, are all included in the episode bio to, to make it a little bit easier for, for people to to find you um, on there. And as I say, I wish you um, continued success uh, as well, not with just the new single, but, but beyond that as well. And obviously, as I say, uh, Nobody's Fall is released on the 1st of April um, and it's going to be available on all major streaming and download platforms uh thanks to everybody for watching the latest episode um don't forget to hit that subscribe button um to receive the latest this is the music meets podcast straight to your inbox um but more importantly um give paddy mac uh, a follow a like um and obviously stream his music because it is definitely definitely worth it paddy thanks very much for coming on and i hope to see you somewhere down the road very very soon Thank you very much for inviting me. Absolute pleasure.